Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, October 24th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week on the show, we will be talking about Jane Doe's abortion fight and uh, Trump's cabinet and his war on Republicans. But first, here's a message from Jared. <laughs> I'm boycotting his... No, that's not my message. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to let all our listeners know... As of last week, I was contacted by one of our listeners who offered to buy me a Profane Argument t-shirt, hoodie, <laughs> and or coffee mug. <laughs> so suck it, Ian. <laughs> nice. Now, I did turn down said offer because I was just kidding. I have enough money to buy one myself, but I felt good that uh, one of the listeners felt the need to get me one. Nice. Uh, does it put you on equal ground now? I feel it does. Okay. I feel it does. I can. I think I can let this matter lie now. That's good. <laughs> All right. Some stories that uh, we want to get into are probably not going to get a lot of traction because we've already discussed them. But previously on the show, we've talked about judicial nominees that Trump has put in place or trying to put in place. And this guy topped the list this week. This guy is a judicial nominee who is going for the U.S. District Court of the Eastern Texas District, Jeff Mateer. He has previously claimed that transgender children are evidence of Satan's plan. And, uh, I mean, it just gets worse from there. It's... Did it he, get worse? <laughs> yeah, he he claims that the atheist attacks on religion in this country uh, is comparative to Nazis in Germany. Absolutely. Yeah. Total comparison. Jesus. I mean, who hasn't rounded up a couple Christians today and threw them in a fucking furnace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just find it amazing. I, we were just watching a, a Vice episode, not the, earlier this evening, and... There was a woman who was there talking about how <laughs> we can finally have some religious freedom. You like you you had to watch where you say that you uh, believed in God previously. I'm like, what planet are you living on that that was the case? <laughs> they were free to wear necklaces with crosses or zombies hanging on them. What I don't understand how they were. <laughs> Zombie They're the Jesus. goddamn majority. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ridiculous. Is this mind. a uh, Bannon-backed guy? Ooh, that I don't know. I would have to imagine. Yeah, I mean, most, have you seen likely. the cavalcade of pieces of shit that Steve Bannon is trotting out as his guys? Oh, yeah. This sounds like he's right up that alley. You know, we've had convicted felons and <laughs> and other people such people that the ilk. Bench. Yeah. 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 Seems like it, it wouldn't surprise me in any way, but I don't have any proof of that. I mean, the Virginia election, the Alabama elections already, you know... Uh, the, he got the Republican nomination, so yeah, it, it it wouldn't surprise me. 
Another story that we've talked about before, Roy Moore, uh, in the news again, he's made more headlines because he is now saying that the Supreme Court decision legalizing gay marriage was worse than the 1857 Dred Scott ruling that upheld slavery. Wow. Classic Roy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is. That's ex- I would expect yeah. nothing less from him. Yeah. It really is a different world they live in. No, it's an uninformed world. This is the sure. guy who didn't know what DACA was, you know, who's going to be a senator. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, I know we have to listen, but I mean, does Roy Moore really think that or did he just say it? He probably just said it. Mm. What, oh, this claim, this claim, honestly, it sounds surprisingly progressive for Roy Moore. I thought <laughs> I, I honestly, when you started the sentence, I thought you were going to say that Roy Moore said that the Supreme Court's decision to legalize gay marriage was worse than the decision to ba- end slavery. That's what I thought oh. it was going that, I was sure that's where it was going. Yeah, not mm. quite that bad. No, that <laughs> is more shocking that he knew who Dred Scott was. <laughs> <laughs> so what he said specifically, in 1857, the United States Supreme Court ruled that black people were property. Of course, that contradicted the Constitution, and it took a civil war to overturn it. In this ruling... In Obergefell, is it's worse in a sense because it forces not only people to recognize marriage other than the institution ordained by God. <laughs> it says that you must do away with the definition of marriage and make it between two persons of the same gender. And then he continues on the whole argument of polygamy, multi-partner marriages, and then goes into bestiality because that's where you go if you're a Republican and you're talking right. about gay marriage. <laughs> so he talks about how the Dred Scott decision went against the constitutional rights of the, of the, of the black people. Right. And then in the next sentence, shits all over the constitutional <laughs> right of the gay people. Yes. yes. Precisely. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> this is why he's been removed from his judicial seat multiple times. This guy's going to be a fucking senator. He's going to yeah. be a senator. You know this, right? Yes. Oh, there's You're no way that, yeah, there's no way the Democrats can muster enough people in Alabama. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I don't see how. Just had a Facebook conversation with a guy who lives in Alabama, and I wished him luck. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I can't really say that I expect a good outcome there. No. Also, I'm going to post a link. Uh, There's an article on the Washington Post. If uh, if you have access to it, they don't like your ad blockers. But there's an article about how Roy Moore is unfit to serve in the Senate. I thought was a good read. Well, the fact that he, you know, went against the, a ruling of the Supreme Court or a higher court and refused to obey it when that's the law of the land. Yeah, that, that's – yeah, he's not really fit for office, just with that alone, besides any of the other nonsense. <laughs> right. So. In any case, that's what I have for things we talked about previously. Uh, I want to move on to international news in Saudi Arabia. They have taken a what they're calling an unprecedented step. To tackle Islamic extremism, they are vetting imams who are teaching Islam to make sure that they are not teaching or preaching extremist notions. Uh, They they are basically uh, the complex, King Salman complex is what it's being called. It will become a trusted source of the correct and authentic hadith. According to the government of Saudi Arabia. Correct. Uh, well, wow. this guy was uh, this guy was put in place. The king put a a person and a group in place to uh, to vet the teachings of Islam. Hmm. Now, call, call me slightly suspicious. <laughs> while that's yeah. true, and I certainly don't trust the Saudis, this is one thing mm-hmm. that Islam has been lacking. The one thing that Catholics have is a pope, and that pope can look at 
the current social everything going on and go, okay, we need to adjust. We need to be better in certain ways. And Islam has never had that because they've always said that the book itself is the final authority. And uh, then if you take the hadiths with along with that, then the hadiths are the final authority. And in so this each, case, mm. they can actually do a little bit of interpretation and and maybe make some progress. Yeah, except that the people that they root out as fake or extremist are, are just going to become more extremist. So you might identify them and, you know, mark them with a scarlet letter, but they'll still preach. It'll just be underground. And in a lot of cases, that'll get them more followers. So no. underground people are harder to get in touch with. Uh, sure. In the internet age? <laughs> they well, don't have the internet. They're not allowed to have that. I think they do. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's not like... It's not, not North, like North Korea. Korea. It's, not North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like even China, which has the Great Firewall. I just think that it's a, like, the idea that there are there are a lot of Muslims that exist that don't like the Islamist, jihadist mentality, mm. and any way that we can try and propagate that, because, let's be honest, we're not getting rid of the religion. Sure. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, so any way that they can try and, and make it better, I... I say it as a step forward. What the Saudis are Wahhabi? No, no, Islam? no. They no, okay. no. They okay. are they are Sunnis. Sunnis uh, Wahhabi okay. is the is a term referring to extreme Islamist. Oh, Oop, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they so they are a Sunni religion, which is the same. Uh, you know, the people who are running ISIS are also Sunni, but there's a big, broad interpretation difference there. And Iran is. Um, Shia, Muslim. That's the big difference. That's why they don't get along, right? I'm not 100% sure. I know that uh, the most of Iraq was Shia. Mm. I don't recall in Iran. I Yeah, I should know that, but I don't. Let's I just assume they're all fucking crazy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, they certainly all believe in things that we don't. In any case, I see this as a, as a decent step forward. Mm. I'm skeptical if I cared. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not holding my breath, but mm. yeah. Over in Ireland, there are there's a movement against the Irish religious ed classes. Apparently, 90% of the schools uh, in the country are run by the Catholic Church. No real surprise in <laughs> <Right>. Ireland. <laughs> but they have a religious ed class that they are required to be in. And a lot of parents are complaining, and the, <laughs> the fight back was, well, you don't have to partake in the class. You don't have to participate. However, they are finding that most children are forced to stay in the room. <laughs> they're not allowed to do anything else, including other schoolwork. Uh, they're not allowed to wear headphones. They can't leave the room during class. It's not really opting out, then, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like solitary confinement, sort of. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a little bit of an uproar about that. So hopefully that will change here soon. But in any yeah, case, for- I just thought it was worth mentioning. Ireland is one of those weird, exceedingly religious countries that occasionally it, it, that is not horrible. It's not good, but it's not horrible. I find it curious. Yeah, it has a lot of what I would consider negative influence. Mm. But, but it's a modern country, right? I was going to say they had legal gay marriage before we did. Yeah, but I mean, abortion is right out. <laughs> so it, it's a, it's a weird. Yeah, halfway it, into the religion country. Yeah. I don't know. Well, hopefully their schools are taking a step in the right direction with this. Hmm. 
I found this very interesting. I just saw this today. New Zealand's next prime minister is going to be an agnostic woman who left Mormonism. Wow. What? Because <laughs> yeah. Mormons in New Zealand? That's a, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there are. Huh. Boy, they travel. <laughs> She's 37 years old. She left the Mormon church because she did not like the way that they were treating her gay friends. And uh, she said, how could I subscribe to a religion that didn't account for, for them, for my friends? And then uh, when asked about it recently, she said that she sees herself as being a member of, she can't see herself as being a member of an organized religion again. So <laughs> she uh, self-proclaimed agnostic and uh, apparently is getting the, uh, it's not final yet, but apparently the Labour Party had 46 seats, the Green Party uh, with the Green Party, they had a total of 54 seats because Green sides with Labour. Mm -hmm. And then there was a nine-member New Zealand First Party who basically could go with the Labour Party or the... What's the other one? I can't remember. In New Zealand? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Labour Party, Green Party, there was another party they mentioned. But in any case, the New Zealand First Party has now sided with the Labour Party, thus making her the leader of not only her party, but putting her in the seat of the Prime Minister. Hmm. Nice. Solid. Yeah, I find that, uh, I find it interesting. A 37-year-old agnostic being Prime Minister in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, New Zealand wasn't on my list of places not to go, but, you know. Now it's uh it's moved up and not just places to go to. Yeah, I hear. I hear. In addition beautiful. to the fact that I can visit Hobbiton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. why, why was New Zealand on your enemy list? No, I said it wasn't, and now it's moved up on the notch to where I want to go. Oh, okay. From, from oh no, no, yeah. from neutral to good. <laughs> nice. Well, it's kind of far. They're just kind of put it in a bad place, but it looks cool. <laughs> now it's even better. <laughs> it is and a very Hobbiton. long way away. Yeah. So I don't know anything about this and didn't get a chance to read it. Uh, the Jehovah's Witness sued in Canada over yes. the sex abuse cover-up? Right. The, the Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah, it's a very basic story, um, has been sued in Canada with uh, a $66 million class action lawsuit against the religion's leadership in Canada, claiming its policies protected members who sexually abuse children. So that, That's amazing. You don't normally hear that from the Jehovah's Witness. No, no, but it's, well, any closed, restrictive religion that doesn't trust outsiders. Right. You're going to have this. And I see it's in the article that there are 20 child abuse lawsuits pending against the Watchtower in the United mm -hmm. States. But does it have how many yeah. are in uh, in Canada? Um, it was on behalf of alleged victims of sexual abuse. I don't know that they mm. counted them, but there's only 100,000 Jehovah's Witnesses in Canada. So. Sure. 66 million. It's a lot of millions. And and <laughs> 20 lawsuits in the U.S. Yeah. I don't like, think we're, we're reaching Catholic numbers, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Just trying. A, you know. <laughs> or or stop. You could you could stop. <laughs> I guess you could stop, too. <laughs> yeah. Stopping, stopping would be better, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to state news over in New Mexico. We talked before about uh, the public education system in New Mexico. They were trying to remove a bunch of different references to climate change and how old the earth was and things like that. They were removing them th from the textbooks. Well, apparently they uh, they announced late Tuesday that it would restore the references because of all of the uh, the feedback that they have received. Feedback. A lot of good news in this episode. What's going on? Yeah, I know. That's why I couldn't leave these things out. I was, you know. Uh, but yeah, it really looks good in New Mexico. Feed, does feedback code for lawsuits or threatened lawsuits? 
I believe, well, I, we, we know there was at least one, mm. but apparently there was, well, let me say, backlash ensued, science experts, teachers, and others... <laughs> Uh, voicing their displeasure with the education officials. Two senators, both Democrats, wrote that they were disturbed by the changes. So, yeah, it was not just lawsuits. Good. Everybody's up in arms. Good. Yeah. Yeah, New Mexico's on the neutral list now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the second story from New Mexico. A judge has ordered the release of sex abuse records from the local archdiocese in Santa Fe. So mm-hmm. there's, a, you know, along with the sexual abuse stuff with the Catholics, here's another case, uh, well, several cases, but a uh, a judge has ordered the archdiocese has to release all of their paperwork about shuffling around their priests and everyone who had been reported. Um, at least 38 boys in New Mexico have had alleged sexual abuse. So we'll see where that goes. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what uh, what action the other than suing the individuals involved. I don't. Well, you should sue the archdiocese if it's. I mean, that's always the 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 goal. I think at this point is to sue the archdiocese because they shuffled them around, knowing what they were doing. Right. But you need a lot of proof to do that. So, which is why they're asking for all the records. I guess it's still. Why do they go after the the, the boys? I've often wondered that myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a, you know, sexual repression. It's the, they have, if they have, you know, that kind of urges Mm. that they decide that, well, I just, if I become a priest, you know, God can help me and it will take away the temptations. And I don't know, it seems maybe, maybe it's, you know, a a retro way of thinking, but it seems like it's a perfect fit for somebody who, you know, has those tendencies. Yeah. But so are we saying that pedophilia is a aberrant, but kind of natural? I don't, I don't know how to say it, but, um. Yeah, I'm dying to know where you're going yeah, with this. I yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, so, so there, there's heterosexual, homosexual. Are we saying that pedophilia is actually just on that same spectrum, just evil? I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to, uh, to say, to comment one way or another. Hmm. I don't. Uh, I'm confused. <laughs> I, uh, from what from what I understand, I think what Karen's going asking is: Is it something that you're just born with, and it's not uh, is not necessarily your uh, upbringing, as opposed to your environment, as opposed to uh, just being born that way, but having a predilection for for young oh, okay, boys? Okay. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, they, I, yeah, I was. Boy, I Sorry. really got lost in that. I yeah. was like, I don't know where we're going. I thought the question was like, why are all Catholic pedos gay? And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> well, that's I thought where we started. And then I was like, we- I'm like, boy, we're sinking in here because something seems weird. <laughs> but the Sorry. question that you're asking, I have often asked numerous times about that because, I mean, maybe on the, the church's side, since being gay is a choice. Mm-hmm. That they may think being a pedophile is a choice. And like, I always feel like when everyone like, like when they were lambasting Jared Fogle from Subway, that fucking piece of shit with the same name as me, (laughs) you know, and everyone's like, chop his dick off and everything that like, just like one day Jared Fogle's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm rich enough. I'm going to be a pedophile. (laughs) Like it's, there's got to be more to it than that. Mm. And like, I'm sure there is a lot of factors. I'm sure being molested. As a child is one factor. Sure. But it can't be always the factor. 
Right. Like, I just, I just can't imagine one day's like, I just, I just feel like being a complete evil fuck and destroying kids' lives and getting off at the same time. Well, there is distinctly a correlation between having had, having been sexually abused as a child and having that desire as an adult. Mm. There, there's definitely a correlation there. But then, you, you know, some people were never abused and yet still, still have that in them. But I'm wondering if, you know, quote unquote, never abused. Maybe they were abused and just not in a way that was recognized. That's a possibility. I, I don't know. So maybe, maybe with all these priests and shit like that, there was one priest a long time ago who, who diddled one kid and just started a chain reaction of kids getting, having that done to them and then going into the priesthood and then doing it to kids. And it's just a vicious cycle. Or it's been happening for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years and it's just pervasive. And around the entire Catholic Church. I mean, I think that's kind of what we're talking about here. This is this is something that is completely pervasive in the Catholic Church. It's everywhere. It's not just in Boston or Philadelphia. It is, you know, it's in Oh, no, that's Altoona. what I'm saying. But it's throughout I mean, the Catholic Church. But we're not questioning, like, we're not thinking that, like, pedophiles specifically get into the church to do that, do they? I mean, it, it seems like access. there's much easier ways to do it. I, I it gives it gives them access. Although I would imagine there's there's you know singular cases where that has happened. I doubt that that's the statistically the norm. <laughs> I don't think that that uh, necessarily you know one one leads to the other. I don't. Uh, it seems more likely to go the Jerry Sandusky route of mm. you know making making ways in your life that you can be around kids. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that. But again, you know, it just seems easier to become like a football coach or a little league coach if you wanted to do these awful things and other than go to like church school. What do they call that when you go to be a priest? Seminary. Seminary mm -hmm. and all that. Go through all that shit. Or this is another thing I thought about. Is it possible that these that these priests who, you know, the, the ones that aren't allowed to marry and shit like that mm -hmm. need some kind of way to blow off that steam of years and years of not doing anything? And they like the the very thought like they're legit in that they believe the religion and they're saying like look I can't be with a woman so somehow they justify that they're not doing anything wrong by screwing around with kids male kids maybe does it make any sense yeah like the same way that Catholic girls think taking up the butt maintains your virginity <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of like gets in a certain way like yeah, I'm sure the, they're not the old, not the old loophole the old loophole to cheat God like I don't know like they're just yeah like maybe they're like this is awful, but I'm not going against the law, right, of the of the word of God here. <laughs> it wasn't specifically written down that I can't do this, so it must be okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the old, <laughs> no one said we can't have a donkey kicker on the football <laughs> team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or is it akin to like, like, look, I would like to think if I went to jail for a certain amount of years that I automatically, like, I don't know how long it would be before I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm gay or <laughs> I'm gay for the stay. You know, I, in my mind, I'm like, I think I can hold it out. I think I wait, but I don't know. So, like, maybe these guys, this is like a like being in jail for them in a sense because they can't be with women, so they use these kids as an outlet somehow. Or it is just learned behavior. I mean, most um, Catholic priests were Catholics as they were growing up. So, regardless of whether they were abused or not, and I think probably the abusers were abused as children in the Catholic Church. I think that's probably percentage wise. A great number of, of these of these people, and I mean, think of think of how many people end up being Catholic priests that are not that didn't grow up in the church. That's got to be a very no, low number. 
So right, yeah. I mean, so in order to be a Catholic priest, you're already indoctrinated, and it's sadly enough just an indoctrination that happens to a lot of boys in the church. I also, I, while not disagreeing with that, I think there's probably a decent percentage of the cases where they are just pent up sexually and mm. see a vulnerable person that they can take advantage of. Yeah, but you got to think that a, a Catholic, I mean, if you're a priest, you got to believe that there's a God and you got to believe he watches you and he knows what you're doing. So how do you, you get think. to that point? You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, sh I'm sure there are some that have lost their faith and just go through the motions because crap, what the hell am I also going to do now? You know, kind of thing. But I also have another argument against what I just said. At, okay. at, <laughs> at any point in my life, no matter how long I have gone without having sex, I have never looked at a young boy and thought, oh, yeah. Like, I, that exactly. is never. Same that here. Or, or a friggin' just a guy in general. Like, n not that there's anything wrong with being gay, but I'm straight. And or, if, the, you know, going for a long time, I'm not like, oh, man, I'm just going to fuck a dude. Cause. Yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> right. Right. That is indeed not how that works. <laughs> Even if you want it to be that way, it's not how that works. <laughs> right. Like, I, I can't agree with you with, with you more. Because it, it's true on so many levels. Yeah. I, I'm with you. You know, I mean, beyond anything, beyond desperation, beyond confusion, beyond the, oh, God, women are the worst. Why can't I just be attracted to dudes? You're just not. Right. So ignore my previous <laughs> argument. I don't. I don't believe in that. Yeah, anyway. I, I agree. Nay to that as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to move on. Uh, okay. I find this one funny. Uh, oh. In New York, there was a guy who is now suing a bar. The happiest hour. He went into the bar, asked for a drink, and was denied service. And the reason he was told was because he was wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat, the red um. Trump hat. Hmm. And he well, was, that's wrong right off the bat, but... <laughs> he is now suing the bar, and the reason he's suing the bar is he is now claiming that he is adhering to the, his closely held spiritual beliefs, in that the his beliefs entirely transcend the political realm. Uh, he His claim is that the, the hat and the Make America Great Again, it's loosely related to the 30-year-old tourist sympathy for victims of 9-11. He's hitting every base here. It's religious. Ah. It's 9-11. You have to give me money because you told me you couldn't give me alcohol. I can't imagine that's going to go anywhere. Oh, come on. You know this is going to go to the Supreme Court and they're going to rule on his side. <laughs> well, I mean, right off the bat, though, I have to say, the people who decided not to serve him are fucking assholes because they, they brought this on themselves. But it doesn't say anywhere that he wasn't already sloppy drunk. I mean, what if he was already sloshed? Well, Again, yeah, I'm only hearing this side of the story. I mean, yeah. he's saying that that's the reason why, then then that's bad. If they say, no, he was an asshole and we threw him out, then fine. Or they just, it's one of those, you know, nerdy high class places that doesn't let you use a trucker, wear a trucker hat. There's a few of them out there, so, and it, it is Philadelphia, so. <laughs> I can only go on the basis of what I know, Karen, and if it's sure. based on them him wearing the hat, that's wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. Yeah. Well, I'm not so sure about that. Like, wearing a, a, a MAGA hat is not a protected class. Like, if, if somebody wears, like, if I have my own private establishment and somebody wears a short that, that said, that has a message on it that I entirely disagree with, as long as it's not because of their race or their religion, why, why should I have to sell anything to somebody with a, a term pad on? Oh dear. It's a whimsical new cocktail bar and full service restaurant. It is. It's, it's a hipster bar. <laughs> okay. 
But supposedly, <laughs> then later oh, on in dear. the article, it says that uh, they, they proved in the court that he left a $36 tip on a $182 tab, which conflicts with his claim that he was humiliated and experienced the saddest hour of his life. <laughs> Dude, he ran up a $180 tab on his own? <laughs> yeah, that's what it Ow. says. I, or that he paid the, he paid it, in any case. They're, on, on their front page, it says that their You Pick 'em We Pour motto drives a non judgmental drinks menu in a breezy space. I don't like these people. <laughs> yeah, but you don't Regardless, like these people. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Right. Regardless, <laughs> yes. to Ray's point, I don't think he's wrong. Lots of places <laughs> claim that, and it's simply not true. Yeah. Planet Fitness says it's a judgment free zone. They are the judgiest. Exercise facility I've ever been in. Oh, really? I went to Zoom one. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, but did you go in there to exercise or did you go in there to stand no, on the treadmill? Going to, yeah, no, I was going to the gym for a watch while. television. If you go in there to lift weights, they will shame you out of there. Mm. Get out of here. We, I mean, we went over there and lifted weights, but nobody. Did they show I, you the lunk alarm? What's the? Oh, if you make too much noise, it goes off. Right. Isn't okay, that? The, it, isn't that supposed to stop the judging? So that's not judging in and of itself. I don't understand I, the lunk alarm. It's no. if you make if you, like if you if drop you, weights if, and if you drop your weights, uh, if you exhale too loudly, if you drink your water out of a gallon jug instead of a small bottle, if you wear a bandana, oh. if you do anything uh, like that in Planet Fitness, then I mean it's not like an actual like sentient alarm. It's you know the person on duty pushes the lunk alarm to shame you into leaving, so that the rest of the people who are there to walk quietly on a treadmill and watch live with Kelly and Ryan, you know, won't <laughs> feel embarrassed. Okay, you and I obviously went to two different versions of that because there when I went there there was not a person standing there eyeing everybody down. It was it was main I heard I I thought it was just like a audio sensor like if you're banging weights and shit like that or you know those guys when they scream when they're curling they're like Aah! that kind right. of shit. Yeah. I didn't know if you drank out of a gallon jug of water, they'll fucking hit the alarm on you. <laughs> as, as one of the many reasons. I guess what I'm you saying is- You saw this happen? You saw this happen? What? I have not only seen this happen, but I've, I've seen at least two different exposés on this. I guess I just don't understand how discriminating against weightlifters prevents discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> I Listen, like I said, I did not know that it went to that extent when I was there, but- Mm. And it probably varies depending upon the, the specific Planet Fitness and the but assholiness of that, the person that to works To that there. same yeah. point, I would say, that's fine. Go find a different gym. Mm. Just like in this case, if you – Just could have done the bar. <laughs> right. If you don't want – you know, if if the service at the happiest hour is not to your liking, then go to a different bar. Yeah, but can you – I'm try a hard time trying to find a reason – or backing up Ray's claim that if he doesn't want to serve somebody with a MAGA hat, it's okay. I, I, I'm trying to find a reason why it's not okay, but I can't. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I just feel like if it's a, if it's a, if it's a widespread thing where you're like, look, nobody can wear hats in this establishment, mm. then that's fine. But if somebody walks in with the hat and you're like, I don't like that, and I, and you just straight up don't want to serve them because they're not a protected class. Yeah. Then I, right, but I understand that, but yeah. it's like, I just feel like you're just—I don't know—you're playing with fire there. Well, you, and you're 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 following the the same reasoning as the guy that doesn't want to bake a cake for a, a gay wedding, right? Why is it different? I, I have a public establishment. Ray, why is it different? <laughs> and I allow hats, other hats. Why so don't I? So what you're saying hat? is stopping being gay 
is as easy as taking off a MAGA hat. <laughs> All right, good point. I knew it. Sure. I knew he was going to go down that route. <laughs> yeah, because there's a, there's a difference in discriminating what you are and discriminating what you believe and what you aspire. Right, but aren't you, like, thought policing these people now in a sense, saying, like, yeah. well, I don't like the way you think. Maybe the dude was just wearing a hat because he wanted a hat. Maybe it was an ironic hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Being very drudgy on these people. <laughs> I, 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 I am very judgy on the people who wear Make America Great Again hats. That is absolutely true. What if he's a bum and he just needed something to protect his head from the sun and he found a MAGA hat in the trash, which they all should be in? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was just asking the question. I It's not a protected class, so I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Okay, I will give you this. Legally, I guess it's okay. Morally, I don't know. I, I, I mean, listen, you got to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that because now it's say like I'm a straight person and I decide to wear a hat with the uh, what do you call it? The uh, rainbow flag on it. Mm. Now, can somebody t- get throw me out for wearing that? Yes. Or not allow you to wear it while you're in there. Because well, if they them. said we don't allow hats, that's different. But if they're like, sure. I'm not serving you because you're wearing that gay flag hat. That hat. Right. Yeah. That's the problem with it. Is uh-huh! it, it, it starts down the slippery slope of, of you get to pick who your customers are. And that's not how this works. What? That's exactly how this works. Well, we have we have much more flagrant things up here in the sticks. And as long as it's a club policy, I made air quotes for everybody sure. who's not <laughs> sitting in front of me, which is 100% of the people. I felt them, though. I felt those yeah, air quotes. I, I tried to. So we have a, a local establishment here who has uh, a couple years ago established a dress code. And the dress code clearly, I mean... It was definitely a read between the lines, but it was clearly printed between the lines. It said no blacks. Oh, they said no, no straight, no straight brimmed hats in this club. No baggy pants. No sports jerseys. No plain white t-shirts. You know, no, no this brand of shoes. No that brand of shoes. You know, no, no color reds. No color Mm. blues. Like very specific. No, no fubu. No, you know, nothing. Nothing, and uh, that there's no, there's no blowback. That's there, sh- there should be though. I mean that that. But if you if you say no casual clothes, suit you know men must wear button down shirts and slacks. Fair enough, you can do that. You can have a place that um, has a dress code, but you can't pick out brands of products. That's not right. Well, it seems like this club made a lot of sweeping ones too, which is within their legal right, even though it's quite obvious what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, don't, but, I don't know that it's not discriminatory. I mean, where do, where does it where do you cross the line? Well, there? You have you have a dress code for your club. That's yeah, yeah, but they're 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 writing specific exclusions and not what is allowed. I mean, I don't know. Are they really saying brands? Yes, I, I believe there. Yeah, absolutely, there are brands. I'm I'm certain of it. Hmm. And a matter of fact, they had on the it said that you could not wear sports any sports team jerseys. So you, well, you that's know, you fine. That's fine. Right. But here's why it's not fine and why it shocked me. Because I went in there wearing an Olympic de Marseille soccer jersey. Mm. Totally fine. <laughs> because it wasn't a football jersey. Or a basketball, <laughs> or a basketball jersey yeah. or any – yeah. Oh, and he's not black. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a middle-aged white man wearing a soccer jersey and they're like, oh, that's cool. Huh. Yeah, see, that, yeah, that's, that's, that is – That's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's discrimination. That's, it's hard to prove. Yeah, and, right. and it's going to take somebody going in and getting thrown out and then suing in order mm. to, for that to change. 
Well, and it, and it takes two people going in, one white, one black, with the same clothes on and seeing what happens. Or comparable, you know, soccer jersey versus basketball jersey kind of thing. What if FUBU starts making nice button-down shirts and ties? <laughs> They'll have to change their policy, I suppose. I guess, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. All right. Bet you didn't think we get a lot of traction on that one. <laughs> no, I didn't, but that was fantastic. All right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on to Maryland. A uh, This will be semi-quick. It's another cross. Uh, appeals Court in Maryland has said that the uh, there's a cross in Bladensburg, Maryland. It is a pretty decent-sized cross. Ooh, um, no one's hit you, that one and knocking it down. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You destroy your car on that thing. Uh, they say that it is not legal and that it has to be taken down. Uh, again, this is another time they're referring to it as the peace cross mm. their argument is that the monument is uh not endorsing religion it is a symbol of uh the the lives lost in world war world war ii one world war one. Oh, world war one yeah. okay uh the, yeah it's a symbol of lives lost and that it has nothing to do with religion <laughs> Unfortunately, the the opposing argument, well, unfortunately for them, the opposing argument is it only represents the Christians who lost their lives and not any of the other soldiers who did. Right. It's it's yeah it's, it's weird, but um, you start talking about things that were erected in 1925, and I still agree it should be taken down, but I don't do it with the same fervor. Why is that? I don't know. It's been there for since 1925. I still think it should be taken down. I agree. Yeah, because it's it's a the monument is it has to be restored. It has to be taken care of. It it's costs on, taxpayer money. Yep. Te, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't understand and why that these, thing ain't going to be easy to haul. No, I don't understand why they don't give that parcel of land to the local church to maintain. So it doesn't cost doesn't cost the the, the city or whatever it is any money. Well, that I still don't mean, see it, but. <laughs> You can't just you can't just give land away. Um, there have been several cases where churches have offered to buy the land mm. and then maintain it themselves. And uh, in that in those cases, I don't think that the lawsuits have continued. If it's a church maintaining the land, yeah, um, private land, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I just right. I I don't understand this this movement where they're trying to claim that the cross is a neutral symbol. This is a cross. Just let us put it up. Come on. It doesn't mean nothing. The peace cross. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the argument is is completely false, but it's the only argument they have left. The rest of the arguments have been shot down, so this one will be too. So the governor chimed in on this, uh, apparently on Twitter, um, or Mm -hmm. was that Facebook? I don't know. Social media, in any case. He chimed in and posted that it was outrageous. (laughs) The idea of memorializing our soldiers killed in battle in foreign lands to make safe for our democracy and is somehow unconstitutional, that goes against everything that we stand for as Americans. So he just, uh, as the article says, Hemamata has uh, in the article, Hogan doesn't get it. He's the uh, the governor. Uh, It's not unconstitutional to memorize the soldiers, but again, it's memorializing the soldiers who were Christians and none of the rest of them. Right. And that's the major Got him. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Hit the button. We got (laughs) him. We win. Oh, no. (laughs) I have an article here that I don't have up in front of me, but Jared brought it up. The contractors who are (laughs) rebuilding in Texas are hitting a, I don't know, what you call this, a snafu. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't understand exactly what this is. Well, it's just one town, I'm assuming, right? City of Dickinson, yeah. Is it only one town? I thought it was contractors in the state. No, in this case, the city of Dickinson seems to be enforcing a Texas law 
that it requires any state contractor, apparently including disaster relief recipients, to certify what this thing certifies. And I'll let Jared tell the story so it is, because uh, – No, I, I, that's Ray's job. But okay. it's a Texas law. <laughs> yes. That they're just – that they're enacting. Yes. So I'm guessing that it's one of those you know ancient laws that most people ignore and the city of Dickinson put it in the contract. Right. But I, I think there was more than one town though, even though in this uh, this one that says uh, – Okay. Let me look real quick. So in any case, what it's let's go ahead. Right. Tell what it is. <laughs> what it's doing is it's they have to if you're a contractor. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Hold on a second, Ray. Okay. This law was signed in July. <laughs> oh, they just made this law. The Texas yeah. law. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. So it it enforces the contractors who are rebuilding houses for people who had their house destroyed in this flood. Well, in general, I guess. Mm. But if they're using state money. Is what it seems like they have to sign. They have to sign a contract with the state. And part eleven says verification not to boycott Israel by executing this agreement. The the applicant verifies that they will not boycott Israel. Will not boycott Israel during the term of this agreement. It's such a weird law. Yeah, that they do not boycott Israel. I don't even know what that means. Boycott Israel. Is that <laughs> I guess a thing? Just talk shit is about this? it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's something interesting I read in the Intercept article. The Texas law is similar to a Kansas law that went into force this past summer. Under the law, a teacher is being punished for following her Mennonite church guidance to boycott some companies that do business related to Israel's occupation of Palestine. The American Civil Liberties Union has filed suit saying that the law is unconstitutional. And so it, I went – Distinctly I went to, unconstitutional. <laughs> I went to the uh, office of the Texas governor, Greg, Greg Abbott's site, which is linked on the on – the, article and it says as israel's number one trading partner in the united states texas is proud to affirm its support for the people of israel we will continue to build on our historic partnership anti-israel policies are anti-texas policies and we will not tolerate such actions against an important ally it's is texas doing that much business with israel clearly they say they are <laughs> is this based in the in the christian fundamentalist bringing of the end times support oh, israel thing absolutely it has to be Sure. I think all the, the religious support of Israel come, stems from that. Like, that has to be where this is coming from. I've just never heard of this before. I was no. going to say, either that or Israel is buying a ton of beef and oil. <laughs> <laughs> they like their chuck steak. Wow. Brisket. <laughs> so this is clearly illegal, right? I, like, I you can't have somebody sign this. Yeah. I believe that Kansas is, was, is being challenged, if nothing else. I, yeah, well, the, the Civil ACL, Liberties Union has filed suit. Yeah. Saying he clearly violates the First Amendment, which, yeah. <laughs> this is insane. But how, the f how does somebody who's governor not know that this is wrong or just doesn't fucking care? Is Religion. It, Religion. It seems I ask this question every show. Does he know or just <laughs> – Doesn't <laughs> Or he just care. doesn't care. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. <laughs> because it, for it, it pushes forward his agenda and gets the Christian fundamentalists behind him. That's all he cares about. And they can do it for a while until the Supreme Court says, no, you can't do that. I find it amazing that the people who are looking for relief for their right. you know, the homes yeah. being destroyed. I mean, it's going to prolong the rebuilding in, in these towns. I, if the contractors don't if if the contractors aren't pro-Israel, they're going to take ex ex exception to this. And well, they wow. just have to not boycott Israel, but that doesn't make it better i guess no it really doesn't it's so weird it's like the same move that uh missionaries make 
do you guys want food? <laughs> it comes with the side of the Bible. Yep. Want the Salvation Army to come and help you? Right. <laughs> do you want your house back? Mm, gotta love Israel. <laughs> wow. Speaking of that, has Trump moved the consulate yet? <laughs> no. No, not officially. No. You know, you dumb Jews who voted for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's still talking about it, but I think everybody yeah. went, yeah, that's problematic. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he'll keep bringing up until it happens, I'm sure. He's getting, he keeps getting pressure from it, and he's got so many oh. Christians talking to him. No, he'll save it for when uh, Mueller finally goes in front of the podium. He'll go, moving, moving it, moving the Israeli <laughs> consulate, doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, I'm moving on to some national news. I, I had two military things that I found interesting. At uh, the Army, first, in Fort Gordon, Georgia, say that they have to participate in a Christian spiritual fitness event. It's what? Apparently, this is an event that they do every, uh, well, twice a year. It doesn't say every six months. It says twice a year. Mm. The, the, the complainees are saying that they were marched from their barracks to a chapel for mandatory Christian proselytization. So they, the, the people who complain say that they are forced to do this. Now, wow. the general in charge of the base, Brigadier Commander, apparently, said that more than 500 soldiers RSVP'd. They are free to come and go as, as they see fit. And he says that there were no complaints from the soldiers he spoke with. Now, Given this guy's attitude, I'm pretty sure he only spoke with Christian soldiers, anyone, you know, that was interested in it. But there were complaints from some of the soldiers who said that they were forced to be there, that uh, there was nothing nothing else provided, and that there was nothing in regard to anyone who uh, had religious convictions of Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, etc., mm. as, as, certainly nothing for agnostic, atheist, humanists. So... Yeah, it sounds like these soldiers are being forced to participate in a Christian spiritual fitness event. Right. I mean, military, it is all about discipline and following the orders of your superior. So even if your superior strongly encourages you to do things, you to do things, you got to be understanding that you really should do these things. So why would they? But why is this happening at a, a military base? Religion? Well, because the, well, yeah, the, I wanted to ask Ray. You were in the military. How much does religion play a part? Mm. Intrinsically in the military training, none. Actually written into the military training, nothing. Mm. However, uh, in basic training, it was brought up by nearly every tech sergeant who, well, any, every, uh, any of the drill sergeants, maybe not any, there was one I can think of who probably was, was, was an atheist, but <laughs> several of the drill sergeants would bring it up. Um, and I know it's, it's completely, I mean, just take one of the, the big movies, uh, about the Marines. And now we're not going to be able to name a uh, few good men. Mm. It's God core country family. That's their code. Oh shit. God is first. Now, is that the official credo, or is it just no? The... Okay. Yeah, it is absolutely not official. But if you're in basic training, it is it. It was now. This was a long time ago, but it was <laughs> definitely part of the training standard. <laughs> it wasn't written down anywhere, but uh, going to church was an absolute. Nobody was staying in the uh, in the in the dorm when it was Sunday morning. You had to go to church, or I mean, you didn't have to, but... No, you didn't have to. You could stay in the dorm and be forced into cleaning the entire dorm by yourself. Mm. Being overseen by a drill sergeant who then had to do that, had to watch you, and would 
take it out on you the mm. entire time. There are a lot of Jews in the military. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a- the thing. Well, they they did have a synagogue. Mm-hmm. Right. So you could go to Catholic. You could go to Protestant. You could go to the synagogue. Just- I don't recall there being a mosque, but there could have been. Mm. Just do the rotation. Yeah. Today, but, I'd like to be and you could. Jewish. You could. Yeah. yeah. So there were some times that I attended the Catholic, only a couple times because that's really annoying. Yeah. Most of the time, I just went to the Protestant. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the alternative was basically being punished. Hmm. Interesting. Well, However, now that I have said that, our next story is from the Air Force. And it is from Lackland Air Force Base, which is where they do basic training. This has apparently changed. I don't have the date that it that this has had happened, but there is now a group uh, at Lackland Air Force Base where they have a atheist agnostic gathering on Sundays. Hmm. So the Air Force is taking kind of being the progressive, I think. So they uh, they have actually been attended by Matt Dillahunty, Aaron Ra, uh, David Smalley, and Vicky Getman. Hmm. They have a weekly gathering to discuss atheism instead of being forced to wow. go to church that's cool yeah yeah it's a small group in the picture but but there's a couple people in there with you know not bbds bbds is that right bdus bdus sorry <laughs> <laughs> i know it doesn't sound right i think bbd is <laughs> underwear. one is underwear right <laughs> i i know it was three initials started with and i know it didn't sound right um battle but, dress uniform okay yeah. There's a, t- a few people in the picture that don't have their battle dress uniform on, so I'm imagining they're not enlisted. Um, well, uh, it looks like most of them are probably not the older guy in the middle. Yeah, and he's possibly the one the one leading it. But uh, it says that they now attract uh, up to like a thousand trainees. So hmm. out of the 3,800 trainees who go to service each week, so that's a that's a big number. Wait, a thousand out of three thousand? 3,800. Yeah. Th- wow. That's a good number. It's a decent percentage. Good for them. I'm thinking it's probably because we get to uh, not be in basic for a couple hours. You know, we get to just hang out and not be preached at. Yeah, we're going to go there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. On to the next topic, which we didn't discuss last week. Hmm. I labeled it the Weinstein problem. Mm. I don't know if you guys have anything you want to talk about with Weinstein. I imagine everybody knows what's going on with him at this point. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I really don't have anything to say about it. I don't have an article or anything. What is there? What is there to say other than it's awful? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, also my other reaction is, wow, a, a shitty fucking Hollywood producer was taking advantage of women. I'm sure he's one of many. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not a big shock. But he was one of the biggest. So since he was one of the, the biggest, then he likely had more opportunity to do so so hopefully he's one of the worst to me it was more of a story of money and power and what people will be quiet about yeah and you know and what people think they can get away with is amazing yeah well the the fact that it it was actually joked about a couple times on television shows i mean this this was an open secret there everybody knew about this that's the thing that bothers me the most i mean you, you get some guy that um that manages to keep it quiet but Everybody knew, and nobody did anything. Yeah. That well, everybody. <laughs> your, my agenda is more important than your life, right? So the making millions of the millions of dollars that he brought into the movie industry was more important than the fact that he was terrorizing dozens of women. But in a sense, I kind of understand. I mean, I don't. I mean, I sort of understand. Like, if you make your living doing that, and if you know if you're going to be the first one to step out of line, like you could. We've seen rich people get away with bullshit. 
you know, oh, yeah. and not get prosecuted. Like, you could destroy your whole career and – Right. No, I'm not – You know, and it's so, like, a guy like Ben Affleck's like, is it worth ruining my career? I mean, it's not an easy decision or a good decision, but – There were a number of women that uh, refused him and their career suffered because of it. Oh, yeah. Just refusing him hurt their careers, much less actually, you know, t- putting him out in public, so <sighs> – but, I mean, yeah. the guy's jerking off into plants in restaurants. I yeah. mean, everybody had to have known. Yeah. The <laughs> fact that a few people who made it to the top echelon and knew about it, they didn't do anything. They're the ones I have a problem with. Because yeah, they like had the brother. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like his own brother, who uh, people are saying he's the one who probably leaked the story in the first place. So let me ask a question, though. So we're talking about, you know, alpha male type sexual predators. Is it, again, something that is... Uh, learned behavior? Is it something that is inherent to many men? Do you think that there are lots of men out there that if they knew they could get away with it, would do shit like this? I mean, not specifically what he, no. What he did. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was Just a very quiet yes. <laughs> all, all I've heard uh, over the past two weeks is how how I need lessons on how to treat women. No, no, no. No, but I'm no. I'm saying like that's that's how it's been presented to me a lot. Like, mm. listen, guys, this is what you need to do, and this is how you need to talk. And I'm like, why do I need to be talked to? I'm not a scumbag like Harvey Weinstein. Well, I, I think it should be couched more along the lines of if you're not behaving like this already, this is the behavior you should emulate. Not well. The, the thing is, I asked a friend of mine. I was like, am I an anomaly? <laughs> <laughs> Like, am I an anomaly because I don't grope women? I don't try to force them into sex. I'm generally respectful towards them. You know? No, you're not an I'm, anomaly. <laughs> I, I mean, apparently, I we are. I guess I'm, I'm assuming that Ray and uh, Ian are the same as me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm one. So my question, the reason I brought it up was, I mean, what percentage of men do you think that you know, if they could get away with it, would do, would behave like this? I mean, is it two percent? Or you is said, it, you said yes. What? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think it is. I, I, said I think no. the percentage is large. I think there are. I think that as this slowly gains exposure, I think you will find that Bill Cosby's and Harvey Weinstein's aren't as few and far between as we would like to believe. I don't think that's what she's saying, though. I think what she's saying, saying is she's saying that if you gave all men power equivalent to what Harvey Weinstein has, what percentage do I believe would use that to sexually abuse women? Mm, that's what I'm asking. 36? Damn. That's terrifying. Well, I guess I have to agree with that because that's <laughs> it's not all men. <laughs> no. No, no, but it's like, not all men. Because like, I'm thinking like if suddenly if you put me in, a, in Harvey Weinstein's position with the money and the power, I would not do what he does to women. I would, I would hope, I guess it's safe to say 70 – 65% of men wouldn't, I guess. Well, I don't know. I guess I don't see it that often, so. And there's an important component to this, too, that we haven't talked about, which in his case doesn't matter. But in a lot of cases, I think does, and that's age. I think that a 17-year-old man, boy, and a 35-year-old man are different. There is a certain level of control that you tend to muster. <laughs> but well, again- a certain is, level of maturity goes along goes along with that. I mean, right. that's true. But is it is it just control over the base urges so that if but would you revert though if you did if there was an opportunity and you knew you could get away with it? That's the that's the 
I mean, it, no, I'll, I don't. I don't think so. But I don't. I, I think Ian's number might be a little high. But I also, and again, this is going back to the seventeen-year-old thing. Mm. But I remember in high school, you know, this goes also goes back to the Trump locker room talk. In mm. high school, yeah. there was probably a good third of the boys that I didn't want to be around because mm. of their nature, uh, because of their overly aggressive, and which I would have to assume would be the case if they were put in the wine scene position or just in in a position in a car with a with a with a girl that they could easily overpower mm. i don't know if i would no, go there's that consequences far. there true yeah. consequences right. Weinstein well, yeah. will suffer no consequences other yeah, than the loss the of his job true. and that's the question i asked some people i was like you know they're like well these you know a guy like harvey weinstein thinks he could do this and it's it's upbringing i'm like yeah but he if did. harvey weinstein worked <laughs> At the local grocery store as the bagger mm-hmm. and didn't have the money and didn't have the power. And he's, he's like this ugly little troll of a man. Do you think he'd be running around the grocery store groping women and trying to exude power over other bag people that he was higher than? No, but if or does he, it have to do with the money? Or, but if he was the manager of the store and he was in charge of hiring all the baggers and made sure that you know, the pretty ones made a couple dollars more, if he could grope them in the back room for a few minutes, there's plenty of those men out there. Yep. See, again, I was in a position of power like that, and I didn't take advantage of it, so I can't <laughs> – you know, it's it's odd to me. But now I'm recalling a story that an ex-girlfriend told me one time. And <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's that about uncommon. A guy, a, yeah, yeah. About, a, about her boss at a pizza place paying her $500 to take her top off. There you go. Maybe that number is as high as Ian Singer high. I don't know. It's just – it's like I, like I would say if Harvey it's Weinstein – It's disappointing to think that it is that high, but it's that high. But if Harvey Weinstein worked at the grocery store, I would assume because he's an ugly piece of shit <laughs> that he would have these urges but may not act – like what's allowing him to act on them is the power and the money. Agreed. Okay. Right. To that – but what we're saying is is to that scope with which he can act on it. If he had any amount of power, anybody who he could exert that power over, he would abuse with that power. Yes. Right. It, it just yeah. so happens that because he's Harvey Weinstein, he can abuse A-list actresses with that power. Right. If it were Back to the, you know, the manager of the grocery store. The scope right. is smaller, but the abuse still happens because he is that person. Right, right. It's the, it's the abuse that he likes. It's not the money and the power. Like, I would think that if if anybody had Harvey Weinstein's influence and power, you could coast for the rest of your life on yeah. nines and tens giving you all the consensual sex you want. Yeah. Yep. Forever. But that was not enough for him. He wanted to He control. wanted to, yes. Now, there's, yeah, there's, he, there's another side of this, too, as far as the silence. And I am in no way blaming any women for this at all because I'm in therapy. I've learned about different responses to different things and there's that fight flight or freeze mm-hmm. kind of thing that happened to to people when they're in a situation like that and it happened to a friend of mine recently i watched it happen in front of my eyes mm-hmm. and she just sat there and didn't say anything and it was shocking to me because i've dated a lot of i would say strong women i guess mm-hmm. who never as far as i would think in a million years take that shit from anybody well, like the moment somebody did that, they would sit and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" The problem is, is that that escalates the, the situation. Oftentimes, if somebody, That's, I try, I try to convey that to them. Yeah, but no, no, no. they're I mean, like, the, "Well, the, what are you blaming me?" I'm like, "I'm not blaming you. No, I'm just saying." The woman saying something escalates the situation. Then all of a sudden, they're getting oh, called well, yeah, the c word, and it gets real bad, and it gets real ugly. Oh, see, I thought by not doing something also escalates the situation. Usually, no. It, usually, ignoring is is the best modus operandi if you're in a public place. Really, but aren't yeah. you? St- 
giving this guy like the indication, like, hey, one, this is okay, and hey, I could do this probably to other women as well. No, self preservation. It's just safety. That's all it's about. Unfortunately, I understand he, that he may be getting that message, even though that's not the message he should sure. be getting. But no, but that that is a pure self preservation mode of ignore, turn around, turn your back, walk away. Completely, I get that. I understand it. No, and I understand that every every woman's different and based on their past and stuff like that. That their reactions are going to be different, but it's it's crazy. I think age probably plays a, plays a part of that too. At a certain age, you don't really care so much anymore, and you start screaming at people. <laughs> but when you're young, you, you tend not to do that. So, so as another person that uh, I can put on your list to start disliking, <laughs> I heard an interview earlier today with Mickey Rourke. And they got this guy and they got him cornered and they were asking him questions and they started asking about Weinstein. And his response was, well, you know, you have to take into consideration Weinstein has made a lot of really good movies. So, you know, you got to you got to kind of cut him some slack. What? (laughs) Yep. That is the Mickey Rourke opinion. I've never been a gigantic Mickey Rourke fan to begin with, but damn. Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, that that dumb to say that. (laughs) Well, it's Mickey Rourke. He's pretty dumb. (laughs) (laughs) They went on and they were asking him further questions. And then out of nowhere, he started going off on Bill Cosby, saying how that guy should be behind jails, maybe even, you know, (laughs) shot in the head. Get get rid of him because... Yeah, but he's made a lot of good TV. No, that doesn't didn't apply to Bill Cosby. Hmm. Jared Fogle sold a lot of sandwiches for Subway. (laughs) Gotta cut him a little slack. (laughs) Well, I, I like the what fact that you can you can put the thing, the good things, or the you know, the, I don't know, I'll put I'll look good in air quotes, good things that people do, and you put it on a scale against the bad things that they do, and you think you can even it out. That's not how this works. <laughs> no, it's really not. And uh, I was going to say to the same note, and I think this is extra suspicious because where it's being heard. So there is a gentleman that plays in the NFL. I'm sure he's one of dozens. So his name is Ezekiel Elliott. And he beats the shit out of his girlfriend. Mm. And the NFL says you will be suspended for the first six games of the season. And for whatever reason, he is able to sue and say, nope, I'm not being suspended. Mm. The court, he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. His uh, his appeal uh, or, or, you know, his his case is heard by mysteriously a Texas appeals court upheld. <sighs> he continues to play football. The NFL files an appeal on, on you know, whatever he's did, it goes up against a higher Texas court because he works for the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys, mysteriously <laughs> rejected. He continues to play football. So as long as he keeps scoring touchdowns, you can just beat the shit out of whoever you want. In the NFL. So, um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. So he's figured out how to tip absolutely. the scales. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. That, and that's just the whole thing I don't understand. I don't understand how... How Money. if he work for an organization? Again, I assume they work for the NFL mm. uh, as, as he plays in the NFL. And they're like, mm, these are our rules. You broke this rule. Here's the consequence. Nope. Yeah. Well, it's here's like, the thing, Ian. I heard a great quote today that when a rich person does this stuff, it's called inappropriate sexual contact. <laughs> and when a poor person does it, it's called rape. Yes. Yeah. So – yeah. There is definitely a difference in how people are punished. And also the, the whole Bill Cosby con- comment was, yeah, that's a difference in the color of his skin determines how he's punished, I think. But he wasn't punished either. No, not yet. He's going to skate just like Weinstein. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, in, in Mickey's work mind, there's a difference in how he should be punished. Oh, well, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Rourke is just a <laughs> drug-addled, retarded monster. Like, <laughs> like he's – his. <laughs> I, I mean, he's a real person, so right. unfortunately he gets an opinion, but it, it should not impact 
other people or the nation if in you, any way. If you would have said that yesterday, I'd have been like, really? Today? <laughs> eh, okay. Eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> seems, seems, seems likely. Uh, speaking of monsters, I want to bring up Bill O'Reilly on this topic. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. On yeah. the Huffington Post, there was an article. Well, first, uh, Megyn Kelly had a this must stop moment on her show, uh, which... I didn't watch the whole thing because I did. I just don't think I need. I think I don't think I needed to. (laughs) I I got where she was going, and I agree with her completely. Uh, But then apparently O'Reilly had asked, had been asked if he blamed God, and he said, Mm -hmm. "You, you know what? Yeah, I am mad at God." And he says, if I died tomorrow and I get an opportunity, I'll say, why did you guys do me over like that? Why did you, you know, you knew my children were going to be punished and they're innocent, which that was an interesting comment. Uh, oh, he won't shut up about his goddamn kids. The, yeah, but the ones they're that lost innocent. Custody of. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to. Oh, can you think of Bill O'Reilly's poor children after he's sexually abused you? Please yeah. <laughs> consider his children. Although now. Even though completely wrong, I because this is such a seemingly rare instance, I have to support the basic principle. Because, again, in all these things, all these people always give praise to God. They give credit to God. Oh, I beat cancer. Thank God. It wasn't the doctors. It wasn't science. It was God. Finally, someone's like, it was God's fault that I got caught. That dude sucks. <laughs> If you're going to thank like, him, I, you should blame him. That's a good point. Yeah, you should blame him. I would love that. I would love it if they interviewed the losing team at the end of Monday Night Football and went, I can't believe God turned his back on us. <laughs> but why is, Even why is he angry? Beck God. is not buying O'Reilly shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the interview with Glenn Beck, and Glenn Beck's like, what? $32 million? That's a lot of money for something you didn't do. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, I really can't talk about it. And he goes... And I think Glenn Beck's like, well, yeah, you had them sign a non-disclosure thing that they can't, but you can talk about it. He's like, well, there's illegal things. I don't want to drag it out again. And Glenn's like, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh. But why is he mad at God? Because he was caught? Oh, I wish I had more protection. I wish this stuff didn't happen. I can't explain it to you. Yeah, I'm mad at him. Well, he's (laughs) saying that none of it's true, and Uh that God must be doing this to him, making these women... all these women say these awful things about him and forcing Bill to pay them hush money. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah, oh, no. to basically plead guilty. Oh, so is he being I... tested? Huh. Is this like uh is this like a Job situation? <laughs> yeah, well if if that's the case, he's failing. He didn't he needs to reread his job. <laughs> uh, so uh. Fox News, after Bill O'Reilly settled a thirty two million dollar or it included a thirty two million dollar settlement. This is after Bill Riley paid $32 million to somebody. They signed him to another contract. So unlike the NFL, or unlike the, <laughs> the, the Texas judiciary, or like the Texas judiciary, they, they forgave him because they liked what he said and the words that he used on television. Oh, that was the least shocking thing about the story yeah. to me. Yeah. I'm like, I know Bill made way more than $32 million for them. So. Oh, yeah. So they just looked the other way. Well, yeah, until they get caught. That's the way it goes. I mean, that's that's business. It's not it good. Really, but- it, yeah, no, it's bad. And I mean, really, it really is. And that's that's one of the many reasons for all, all the silence. Unless you are fortunate enough to have a couple dozen other people come out when you do, the whistleblower always gets fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always, in, in the worst possible way. Look what happened to that congresswoman that's with the phone call with Trump. <laughs> she was She got shit on for days. And now, all of a sudden, everyone's like, no, that was true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
It was all 100% true. And they're still. Yeah. It's not like that that being shit on has stopped. She's... She's still in it because of that. They're still saying that, well, she's just doing it to, to get into the camera. Not taking into account that she was in the car with, with the widow. She was, she wasn't in front of the cameras first. She was no. giving support to the widow and happened to be there when Trump called. And she didn't plan this out. Nobody thought that Trump would call the widow while she was on the way to, to return her, to get her husband back. Right. Like, but it turns out there's knew. an unwritten rule, Ray. Hmm. You can't listen in on those phone calls. <laughs> and Trump We has just proof. heard about it. It's new. And Trump has proof of the phone call because he had people listening in on his end. Right. <laughs> has proof. Yeah. But either, present, either way, the point I'm making the, is... Is he going to just present the proof and clear this up? No. <laughs> the, the proof is General Kelly. He came out and talked. Right. <laughs> So General and Kelly, he made a false state. He made a false statement about her. Yep. at right. some FBI thing, and no one's apologizing, and she's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, though, <laughs> she needs to lose the hat. Yeah. Just, <laughs> that's just, really taking away from. Case. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, the point I was making was: is obviously the first person to come out does get the shit end of it. I mean, like the, it's the same thing with like the Jerry Sandusky thing. I mean, how long was that kept quiet for? Sure. Yeah. Because we don't want to rock yeah. any boats. We don't want to cause any problems, and then. Years later, I mean, it fucking killed Joe Paterno, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> but, the, I mean, all right, so let's put Joe Paterno on the scale, though, on, on the balance. Did he know? How much did he know? If he knew, it's a horrible thing for him to not have said anything. Yeah. Well, even he even said before he died, I should have done more. Well, then he... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There were, I'm sure that's comfort to the kids who got molested. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and he, he said he should have done more, and he knew... What he knew before all of them were molested. There were some molested after he knew what he knew. So, yeah, I probably did kill him. It's money, man. It's money that stops everybody from doing everything. Yep. So we were just talking previously about uh, about O'Reilly and how he blames God. Mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted to hit this woman real quick. Uh, Texas Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson. She doesn't blame God. She says that uh, she grew up in a time when it was as much the woman's responsibility as it was a man's. How you dressed, how your behavior was. I'm from old school that uh, you can have behaviors that appear to be inviting. It can be interpreted (laughs) as such. That's the responsibility, I think, of the female. So I, she's blaming the victims for being attacked, being being attacked. Yeah, being did you harassed. see the way they were dressed? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty solid, because as you know, sexual abuse didn't start until uh, around the early 80s. No, miniskirts mm-hmm. in the 60s. Oh, the 60s. Yeah. OK, yes, there was no there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there was no sexual abuse or harassment before then. Yeah. yeah, much how like mass shootings didn't start till video <laughs> games were invented. Yeah. <laughs> Marilyn Manson caused them all. When I say to this Texas congresswoman, you are old. Just fucking die and go away. All right? (laughs) You are not helping anybody. You are holding us back collectively. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't even understand this mentality that she's coming up with, but no. uh, she says that she went on to say that men get away with it because they are allowed to get away with it by the women. So let's 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 wander down this path just just a little bit and determine what when it when it becomes not the the woman's fault. I mean, what is it that you need to do so that it's not your fault? Do you need to not show an ankle, or can think- you show ankles but not knees? I, I mean, where is the line? You must wear a burqa. That's just that's where oh, she's right. going, right? Sure. Yeah. I, I agree. Because as we know, there's absolutely no sexual abuse in the uh, in the Muslim community. Oh, no. Of course not. Not a bit. They got that shit on lockdown. Oh, my God. <laughs> and by the way, this is pure sarcasm. <laughs> Tripping <laughs> sarcasm. Holy moly. 
These people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, is she, is she saying that, wait, she's saying that men are doing this because women get, let them get away with it? Or because of the way they dress. But I'm trying to read both. Yeah. A little from column A, a little from column B. And I've heard this argument when it pertains to, you know, downtown State College on a Friday or Saturday night, too. Because the outfits, holy crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. That weekend I was there, holy shit. Things have changed. Yeah. Um, but wearing that outfit, which is the tiny little short skirt and the high heels, um, walking down the street, going to the bars – there is nothing wrong with that. You were allowed to wear those clothing, but there are people that say, "Well, look at the clo- look at the dress she's wearing. It's it's you know barely covering her butt." And somehow she has a role in the fact that she was assaulted because somebody put something in her drink, knocked her out, you know, cavemaned her into into some place where she couldn't escape. The moment mm. a guy does something that's beyond appreciating the view, uh, <laughs> they are in the wrong. Sure, I always go back to the old Dave Chappelle quote on this is uh it is perfectly with a woman's right to dress however she wants and it's absolutely right that just because you dress that way it doesn't mean that you're gonna sleep with me or anything mm-hmm. like that but you have to understand one thing it is fucking confusing to men <laughs> and it is <laughs> now having said that most normal men i could assume could just sit there and, and like ray said appreciate it from afar look but don't touch <laughs> or or if you if you want to touch go and Talk to her. Yeah, you know, <laughs> go see if see if you have a chance. Strike up a conversation. If that conversation goes south, walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you blew it, and uh, I'm sure there'll be another one down the line. Sure, but the it's it's the the blaming part that makes me crazy. I mean, yeah, it, it it seems like because you dress that way and you went to a public place, you bear some culpability for what happened to you. And that's oh, that's fucking that's like horseshit nineteen fifties religious talk that these people are saying. It's yeah, gotta be. It is, but it it is still pervasive in in the way that um in the it, way the situation is judged in general. Yeah, yes, exactly. As a well, yeah, well, I'm sure these the sh- same sh- woman probably also thinks women should be in the kitchen cooking and having babies <laughs> well, and not really no, in the but, workplace. But it's even, but she's a congresswoman. <laughs> sure, but it, it's more than that though, because I mean, people. Well, what was she doing at her fraternity drinking? She was at a fraternity drinking. <laughs> that, that's all she Having was doing. with yes. other people who were also there drinking? Right. So How dare she? How dare she? Exactly. I mean, she bears some culpability because of she went to a fraternity drinking. Oh, my God. So the- so, so is she just saying, men are fucking scumbags and we have to deal with it. <laughs> all men, men are shitbags. All men can't control themselves or, you know, 36% can't control themselves. So it's the <laughs> yeah. women's responsibility to control them. <laughs> We should all take a page out of Mike Pence's book and only go out with our wives and never have dinner with a woman just alone because we're uncontrollable. For the 36%, I'm actually kind of okay with that. <laughs> but see, that's the thing that that's the thing that bugs me is because, again, yeah. in the past two weeks, all I've been hearing about is what an awful person I am for being a male and this is how I need to treat women. No. And I'm like, can we at least specify that the men who do this need to learn this lesson, not all men? Yes. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Thank you. Okay. I feel good. And you're a woman. (laughs) Karen is a woman, by the way. (laughs) So uh, the last thing I want to hit real quick, because we're way over time, uh, Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about Jane Doe and Mm. the, the, basically she is a illegal immigrant who is staying at a federal house. I don't know exactly where, what. What that entails, but she is She's detained. Yeah, yeah, she has been detained. She is pregnant. She's about fifteen weeks pregnant, or was it up to seventeen? Yeah, I uh, think it's seventeen now. I think it was fifteen when the story came out. 
Mm. But this story's um, been going back for a month, so she was 11 weeks at the time it started, I think. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. So she is trying to get an abortion. The uh, she has she went to what she went to a court. She's and... yeah, she's 17 years old, so she can't get parental permission. So she has to go to the court to get permission. She's not with her parents, right? So she went to the court. She got permission. Right. And now, since she is staying at a federal-sponsored house, the federal government is saying that they have a right to stop her from getting an abortion. Why? Is an abortion legal in this country? (laughs) Yes. Even in Texas, it's legal. And she went through through their requirements of going and getting spiritual – you know, abortion counseling. She got the ultrasound. She went through – jumped through all their hoops. Hence the reason we've gone from 11 weeks to 17 weeks pregnant. Yeah. But yeah, the Trump administration is trying to still prevent her from getting the abortion. Right. So go ahead. Today, the uh, Texas Federal Court of Appeals, something along those lines, said that she – no, she has met all the requirements. You cannot prevent her from getting an abortion. Right. Today. That's but, today's ruling. But she had, and they're like, "We're not going to listen to you." Or, <laughs> well, she had previously been prevented from leaving the house because mm-hmm. they they thought, "Well, yeah, sure, you have, you seem to be winning, so mm-hmm. we're just going to prevent you from leaving the house, so you're not going to be able to get an abortion." Right. They the the one court said that she needed to get a, a sponsor, and this is not a sponsor like you know, it, it's a sponsor to become a citizen, which takes weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months to do. So which, it was. Which, of would course, is their, getting an abortion. Mm-hmm. It's their plan because abortion is illegal. Right. After all Trump they have to do is weeks. wait two more weeks. Yeah. Right. Yep. Two more weeks and it's out of their hands. Right. Oh, oh, her other alternative. Well, they said the, her alternative is just go back where she came from, where abortions are illegal. So that's helpful. She has met the requirements. I understand that she's an illegal alien, but she is currently living in the state of Texas. She met the Texas rules. She gets to get this. And currently the the you know the ruling is that she can but you know they'll appeal them probably and what i really don't understand about this is trying to comprehend <laughs> the the mindset on the right all right first you don't want abortion you think the life is sacred all right fine but you also don't like illegals mm. and you don't like anchor babies so you're going to force <laughs> this illegal to stay in the country and have an anchor baby. So the baby is going to be an American citizen, and then you're against DACA, so you're going to deport the mother. How does No, they're gonna wait for the baby to be born and then kick him out. <laughs> but you can't kick the baby out. <laughs> so how yeah, but does you can't leave help? the baby behind, but <laughs> how does this help anybody? How I, I'm the it disconnect. You can't fight every battle, Ray, right? You got to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> the disconnect that has to occur for yeah. you to want to prevent this woman from having an abortion is just astounding. That's yeah. that's uh, that's where I'm coming from. I, I think it's the competing brains in uh in the in the right. They don't want. It. I think yeah, the the anti-abortion part of their brain is stronger than the anti-immigrant part of their brain. That's all it boils for down now, to. Until the kid gets a little bit older, yeah, kick him out then, and yeah. they realize like, hey, he looks kind of brown. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't. Well, I don't know where this person is from. I don't know. Right, I'm yeah, using that yeah. as an example. Sure, but completely lost where I was going. Ignore me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, along with that, real quick, uh, the Trump administration has mm-hmm. been pushing to completely defund Planned Parenthood and to try to defund every portion of the Affordable Care Act that involves uh, contraception. Contraception. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. <laughs> so while they've been doing that, the one 
apparently the one the one document comes up and mm-hmm. and says that it it wants I'm I'm having trouble with this. It wants people to use the rhythm method as opposed to using contraception. Nice. What? <laughs> so abstinence when you're not married and periodic abstinence when you're married. If you right. if you don't want to have a baby right now cuz that works. They uh they are using the phrase fertility awareness. <laughs> which is a phrase from confirmation class. Catholic uh, Catholics might be aware, mm-hmm. but it basically is the rhythm method. It's tracking when your your cycles are and seeing when you can't be pregnant or impregnated, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, only having sex at that time. Well, as you know, that is foolproof. <laughs> <laughs> About seventy five percent of the time, yeah, <laughs> it works every time. <laughs> Oh my goodness! This is insanity. <laughs> it is absolute insanity. I've been—I was toiling over things like this earlier today. Just I, there's so many. Uh, this is just a, a whole new level that hurts me because <laughs> I was wondering today. I just you know because I think about Trump kind of on a daily basis, and I was just like like his his criminality. Oh, it's because I was reading an article about how. The, the the GOP is is opening fake investigations into Obama and Clinton again. Oh Jesus! As as an obvious you know distraction from the complete. Oh, is this about the like, uh, the Russian uranium? Oh, I, I yes, uranium. Yes, one yeah. one one of one of the three things that they are <laughs> investigating. But I was like, because I mean, Trump's criminality is just so on front street. Yeah. And that the the ability of people to overlook it and and think that this is the way we should move forward it's it's shocking and terrifying. Yeah. It is it is definitely a shocktober double feature for me. <laughs> I just don't understand what's happening. And it's all outrageous and backwards. It's so weird. You're right. <laughs> like I have to laugh because it seems so absurd. The rhythm method. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Trump and Pence for pulling out. <laughs> So the details, Title X funding covers cost of contraception for those who need it. That funding would be cut in half, and then they want to redirect that money to promote fertility <laughs> awareness. So, yes. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Just so you know, too, this is completely sort of on the topic and sort of off the topic, that they've shortened open enrollment for uh, the Affordable Health Care Act this season. So yes. it's only going from November 1st to December 15th, in case you were wondering. Mm. And there will be very little advertising, so be yeah. aware. And uh, the and you're not alone, Jared. It uh, there's an article that I have. The numbers of people who are insured insured across the country have been dropping rather significantly. So people have been dropping their insurance because they know that Trump is going to try and do away with that. Well, that's not why I did it, right? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. And they went. And, I guess the Congress went and changed the rules within the last couple of days. I didn't get the details on that, but you know, the insurance companies are. It's too late. They're already ready for November 1st. It's highly complex the way that they figure out what the rates are going to be and they can't change it. But Congress threw some whammy in the last couple of weeks. So it's great. So it's going to be – Sounds about right. Yeah. Chaos in healthcare. I will inform you on November 1st when I start making my way okay. down that route. Hmm. So I had some things about different cabinet members on Trump, but uh, we're running long in time. So I think I'm just going to let those go for next time. Does anybody have anything else? I do. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, I had a chance to listen to Kevin Smith's latest podcast. He does the Smodcast, I believe it's called. Well, he does a number of them, but this one was called Smodcast. And he interviewed Megan Phelps oh. of the Westboro Baptist Church, okay. which I don't think we've ever really delved into them on this show. Oh, no, we haven't. Is she the daughter? Not in depth. 
She's the daughter that left. Okay. She left about five years ago. And uh, I just want to recommend that uh, if you're interested in this topic, it's a pretty good listen. It's interesting how she got out of it. It's a lot like science, people getting out of Scientology. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty emotional in some parts, like when she talks about like going to her actual first funeral and of a person that she knew who died and breaking down because she realized what she had done, mm-hmm. you know, with her family picketing funerals and stuff like that. But uh, Megan Phelps is out there trying to ch- try to make things a little bit better. And it was a, it's an in- interesting listen. Hmm. That's it. Nice. Okay. All right. Try well, if nobody has anything else. I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, if anyone would like to contact us, you can do so on the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or on Twitter at profanearg, or send an email to godless at profaneargument.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can support it by sharing it on social media, leaving reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. And if you're looking for other podcasts, check out the soon-to-be-named network, where there's a bunch of podcasts that you can check out, uh, like The Puzzle Warriors 3 or The Prodigal Sons, if they ever have a new show <laughs> uh, and, and other video games and uh, TV re- show related shows uh, I want to thank everyone for listening and until next time I'm Ray I'm Karen I'm Jared this is Ian thank you good night and may your God go with you Tired of pretending, pushing out